is out of order for some reason this is part two of our don thacker interview episode uh i don't have the number in front of me zach which episode it's season two episode three and four yeah episode four you should go back and watch season two episode three the beginning of don thacker's show if you haven't if you have watched that you're in the right place and the episode will continue briefly (laughs) what then we fade out or we fade in we're going to fade out, fade back into this. Yes, transition fade. Fade back out into the show. I know. Uh, we yes. love Don Thacker. Bye. It's, it's a great episode. Continue. Enjoy it. Uh, no, I actually, I, I like Dylan's pitch because uh, I, I would like to think of like, what would happen if you knew that in three years, all problems are gone? Like how would hum- how would humanity deal with the fact of like, well, in three years, I'm not going to be obese anymore. So I'm just going to eat whatever. I eat. That's pretty interesting, Dylan. But yeah, you, he, he's right. Though. You should definitely work on that. It's really shit. We're going to put uh, a pin on it and move on to the other pitches, right? Are we going to talk yeah. about all of them or are we just going to pick one? Because I want to say one thing about that one that, that I think can, can lead you to your story. Um, sure. There's the, there's the ever escalating cascade of, of buckets. There's a Matroska doll story. I think mm-hmm. this is great. I think uh, Tom Cruise. Um, uh, War of the Worlds, Steven Spielberg, War of the Worlds. I keep bringing up Tom Cruise. I don't know why. It's a Tom Cruise day today. I'm not Mr. Tom Cruise. I think he's great. But uh, anyway, uh, War of the Worlds was great because it opens with world thing, right? Well, technically it opens with, you know, family thing. But it it presents a world scenario, shows you how the world's dealing with it, and then the buckets keep getting smaller, right? It's all the way down to individual person trying to save his family. It's just Tom Cruise. And by the end, these giant monolithic beings, these these tripods or whatever, are like, they're, they're just the weather. It's it's there. He's either he's weathering a storm with these giant things, and I think that in a story like this, uh, okay, I'll give you an anti example. Do you remember in Godzilla, uh, the Brian Cranston Godzilla, where Brian Cranston was in it for six minutes? Uh, the reason I went to that movie is because Brian Cranston was running and he looked scared. I wanted to be with Brian Cranston. The reason yeah. you guys, be honest, that's why you went. Brian Cranston was running. The running shot, epic. That is, <laughs> shot alone deserves an award. Uh, but when you got into the movie and you realize that that was one extreme end, and then the movie played on the other extreme end. It played on the military versus the thing. And yeah, there were people, but they were like fresh faces. And yes, they were connected tangentially through story, family or whatever. But really what I wanted was that guy and his wife in the door, mm. right? And I wanted to see that echo through. And you can't open on that. If you open on that, then I need to see that again in the movie. It's Chekhov's mm-hmm. gun. It's Chekhov's dramatic point. If you show me a dramatic point, you, you've set me up. You've microcosmically set me up in the first nine minutes of the movie. Look at Strange Days. Strange Days is a nine-minute open, eight-and-a-half-minute action open that tells you everything that's going to happen in the movie Strange Days. Catherine Bigelow laid it all out for you. Everything that's going to happen. Betrayal, violence, death, blackjacks. The whole thing is going to happen. You, you watch it in nine minutes. Boom. And then cut to uh, cut to... Cut to Larry, the, the main character in the movie, and watch him go fall into that hole, right? Ray Fiennes does an incredible job in the movie. Watch that movie. If you haven't seen Strange Days, go see Strange Days right now. But Strange Days does that big setup, uh, but but it pays off in the movie. Uh, I think for this space pitch, you have you have to have the three at least three buckets. You start with the whole world sees a thing. Cool. Show me how the whole world responds to it. But then there's a middle area. I don't know what the middle area is. If we, if we pick this pitch, we'll talk about it. The middle 
uh, deals with a thing. All And then an individual deals with a thing. If you give me the world deals with a thing and a guy deals with a thing, we're missing relatability. What if I'm not Tom Cruise? What if I'm not, I don't give a shit, right? Uh, what if, what if I'm not, um, uh, the, the kid, Brian Cranston's kid in, in Godzilla? What if I, I don't guess. relate to that guy? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. What if I don't relate to Quicksilver? What if that, that's a, then, then I'm, not, I'm out of the movie. I don't care. I don't care about yeah. him and his relationship. And I want to see a, a giant world breaking monster. And I was sold on the idea of seeing a drama, a drama with an incredibly dramatic actor with his wife in the trailer. You left, you gave me nothing but the nougat in the middle. I want the chocolate and the peanuts and the caramel. I need more than just the nougat. And I think what you got is a really good nougat layer. You got a really good fucking let's go. But I think what you do is because it's global, you said it was global, you opened with the whole world. Mm-hmm. Give me a, a, a concentric circles. Give me the whole world. Keep, keep pinging back to the whole world. Well, uh, showing how that affects a city or several cities or three groups of scientists across the world who themselves, that all inward focus is to our main character. How is our main character the, the, the pivot point for three sets of scientists who themselves are, there's, you know, there's um, political and socioeconomic distance between them because of they're all, one's in the, so, the, the, the newly formed Soviet bloc and the other one's in uh, China and the other one's uh, in, in Africa. None of them are in America. Our main characters was was on vacation in Australia, but it's pivoted over to China and he has to go, we have to follow him in and he has to be caught up in the, the three, the, 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 the three legs of the, the, the story tripod mm-hmm. that are themselves being beholden to the big thing. You give me that, then I buy your premise. I buy, you know, you tell me the asteroid is going to hit the earth and uh, they have to go blow it up. I then have to see the, the, the machine that they're going to go and go blow it up. And then I have to understand who Bruce Willis is like that. Those are those, the big three bits. Uh, so, yeah. So I think that's a, an idea for that. Like if it starts yeah. global, it has to end individual. Uh, every movie does. Uh, even even in movies that feel like they don't, even in Time Code or any movie where there's you feel like there's 90 main characters, really though there's one. Time Code ends on one character. It's all the one character. Okay, sorry, I'm done. Move on. Oh, oof. Zach, Man, your I turn. Wish, I wish I'd gone first. <laughs> uh, all right, so he, here's my uh, uh, premise pitch. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> here's, a, here's a series of words strung together. Here's in another direction. premise. <laughs> yeah. Here's, yeah. I didn't realize that mine was a premise until he said that. So, uh, okay. So, uh, the, the idea that I had is also uh, space related. Uh, I had cool. this idea that, that there is uh, uh, something coming from deep, deep space. People uh-huh. are worried about it. Uh, it actually, it actually coordinated led with a dream. Show, Zach. <laughs> no, no. There's no dream here. No, no are you guys going to sue each other now? Like, is that the deal? <laughs> We've been in litigation for many, many This is years. the last episode of Talking Upstream ever. <laughs> no, so this, uh, th- this, this body, this mass comes through and actually like maybe hits Jupiter or something. Damn, it hits okay. something in our solar system yeah. and it actually somehow lands in the same orbit as earth so it's just opposite planets one's a little bit smaller than earth uh but because it's in orbit uh and it also has a little bit of atmosphere we tend to use that now as like uh like a like a prison planet because it is a smaller planet we don't want to is is it is it selenelian is it on the other side of the exact opposite side yeah and and it's in a a locked orbit okay yep same orbit as earth uh just on the opposite end, so nerd talk. It going- can't hit Jupiter. It would have been engulfed by Jupiter. Jupiter's a tiny little pea inside of you know a giant fucking gas. It hits. It hits Saturn. That's fine. Well, you I was just saying because it needs, it needs <laughs> it to, be to pick up. It needs to be able to pick up an atmosphere, and I figured yeah, it's yeah, gas yeah, Jupiter can go through yeah. it, kind of not all the way through. Yeah. Anyway, so there now there's this other planet that we use as a, a, a prison. Prison to, planet. To, yeah. To eliminate Rurapente. The- it's Rurapente. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no one escapes Rurapente. 
it turns out that after we send uh, years and years and years of criminals over there, that that planet has something that we need. It has like oh, the last bit of water or the last bit of air, something that we're going to need from that planet. Kangaroos so and hot blondes and shit. <laughs> Ooh, it's, it's, it's Australia. Australia. Yeah, it's Australia, Australia, the planet. Uh, but yeah, so it turns out detrimental that we get something off of there so that we got to yeah. send either a mining team or we got to move and swap them. But either way, yeah. a planet lands in our orbit um, but it has something very special to us yeah. that we don't find out until it's already inhabited by okay. prisoners. Yeah, I got it. I have a, I have a good, I have a good counter with that. And a good, that's good. I love it. We still have to work out obviously the story, but the yeah. premise is a good setup. Good setup. I like it. Uh, cool. What, do we do another one or is it just the two? Just, just the two. two. Unless okay, you cool. have one that you want to work on with us. <laughs> no, no, I like this. I like, I like working by guys. I've, I've, <laughs> No, I'm, I'm kidding, in a no. pitch cycle right now, and I'm pitching to him. Dude, if I pitch any of my shit ever again, I'm going to put a gun in my mouth. It's too no, much. No, no, this is ours. <laughs> too many pitches. But this is great. I like this. I want to work it. Um, one thing I'd like to point out is when I said uh, kangaroos and hot blondes, I know it's uh, our modern age is very concerned about uh, social equity and, and that sort of thing. I never said hot uh, any particular gender blondes. Fucking Chris Hemsworth is hot as shit. Oh, I was only thinking like, Chris Hemsworth. Okay, cool. Like, I just want to be clear. Like, yeah. you know, like uh, – and Claudia Black is is a brunette, and I would pick her over Chris Hemsworth any day. Uh, I don't know. But Australia Chris rocks. Hemsworth, Let's Chris Hemsworth wrestling a kangaroo is where my mind went. That's first, exactly so, yeah. right. That's perfect. Uh, <laughs> even Liam, I take Liam. I would I would yeah, be with sure. Liam, but think about not the Chris. other one. Not, <laughs> not the, uh, no, the one who played Thor. No, whatever. It doesn't matter. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, the one who played the fake Thor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, damn, I like them both. Um, listen, this is what I want to do for for this moment. Uh, Dylan, I think that yours has the potential to be more like the arrival than, uh, than like RoboCop. And I think, uh, it needs time. You need to find out sure. who your people are. So I think I'd like you to pitch it at some other point, pitch it back to me or pitch it, whatever. I, th I think it's not for the show because it's not cool. wide enough. It's, 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 it could be a, a Villeneuve style, like quiet shots and thoughts and mm -hmm. big fucking moments. It could be an art piece. This other thing, Zach's thing, total garbage. Let's talk about it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm joking. Zach. It's not garbage. No, I love no. it. I, no, hear, hear me out. I want to. I want to work on this for you because I've got. A, I've got my. This happens when you go into with, with with producers. There's that old famous joke, but like, what if what if one of them was a dog? Like that's the the, the pitchback. Yeah. Uh, I've had this. I've literally had this. Uh, does it have to be guns? Well, yeah, it's, they're gunfighters. So yes, it has to be guns. Like, what do you mean? Does it have to be guns? Like, oh, I like it. Could you cut it down to? Could you, could you cut the main character out? No, what are you talking about? So this is your, you're gonna you're gonna be used to this. Um, mm -hmm. here's my counter bitch because you always get some high minded guy sitting there like this. Oh well, you know. Oh, uh, I liked it. I read it. Well, you know, I read I read a page. Well, I read half. Well, I had a reader read it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. What if it wasn't uh, Starfighters, but it was uh, two people at a cafe and one of them's a dog? Like, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, like, you'll get that. And I think uh, I think that's kind of what I'm going to hit you back with. Um, I love the idea. The, the basic premise is good. It reminds me of, what is the, what is the, No Escape? Remember No Escape? Uh, you don't. You, you have a 20-something-year-old kid. You got to be at least my age. Right? No Escape. Is, is that with... Um... Ray Liotta? No. no. I was thinking of Trespass. <laughs> oh, no. No Escape. Uh, it's it's the, they have a, they have a, um, they have a, a, satellite it's a prison satellite it's like you know half the size of a city and it's full of whatever and and you get to live on so the thing i, I don't want i don't want no escape no escape's done a bunch of people in prison trying to get out is done i think you no. set that up that's the setup it's what happens if we go to these prisoners they're it's fucking australia man those people are crazy they take over uh but it turns out it's actual australia right like you get there they hold the the the, the setup and the like the setup happens 
Uh, we know what happened. We know about the planet. We have they, maybe they, this communication stopped for X number of years. Uh, and we think that they were it was overthrown. We haven't gotten anything back from them. It's insanity. Uh, by the way, outside of this conversation, this this thing I'm talking about specifically exists already. This one little beat, this one beat exists in the thing I'm I'm already pitching. Just this one beat. I will Shoot. I'll expose it to you. We'll sign the thing. I'll let you know. But I'm not stealing this from you. Uh, but but I, I also think it's a good beat for your thing too. Um, it, it, we haven't talked to them. Uh, they're gone. Uh, and and we, we, we've been sending people. We keep sending people. We keep sending the, the, the automated shuttle. That makes sense. Uh, but it turns out, oh, shit, like you said, we, it turns out we need an X, Y, and Z. We've been scanning the planet. And when trying to find out what happened, we discovered the, oh, whatever, unobtainium. Uh, by the way, I love people that, like laugh at the unobtainium thing. That is an actual element, though. Like it actually exists in, in real life. It's a dumb name. Oh. It's a real element. Look it up. No joke. When I saw that movie, I was like, well, that's stupid. <laughs> it's, it's real. Jim Cameron's right, got well. you. Checkmate. Double checkmate. 40 chess, motherfucker. Damn. He did it. <laughs> Always Damn. trust Jim Cameron. He invented he the fucking camera that he shot it on. Uh, but anyway, uh, and, and it's, you know, it, it may have been named after, I don't know. It exists now, though, and it's a funny joke to bring no. up in the Middle East. Uh, so uh, they find unobtainium. They need to get the unobtainium. They want to send people over, but they're terrified. They're going to send a military organization, uh, and our main character is a military person or, you know, a military adjacent, a medic or whatever the fuck. They're going to go and, and we're, they're prepared. It's Escape from New York. They have to send Pliskin into the fucking city. Uh, it's going to be a whole thing. They're going to make it. And uh, their ship it, it hits some kind of eddy or pocket or whatever on the way. And, you know, we're, we're breaking an act two. They're going to get to the planet. And before they even make it, there's a problem. What's the problem? They don't know. Mm -hmm. And the, plan, the, the, the ship doesn't crash. The ship lands. It lands without their control, but it lands. Turns out, fucking utopia. Fucking yeah. utopia. It's been 130 years. They have they are done with your human fucking bullshit. And now there's they've been gearing up. They're ready for war. Like they oh, know right. they know what they have. This unobtainium, they've used cool. it. It's helped them and da-da-da-da-da. And they're ready. They're not ready to they're not gonna attack. But if you try to send another one of these ships. You can send us your do the post America. Send us your you're tired, you're broken, you're like you yeah. can send us these people that you because of your shitty society has rejected that we can take and give an opportunity to. We can reform yeah. them, right? But do not do not come at us with anything but your leftovers. If you come at us like you you want something from us, fuck you. We were built by your your throwaway, and we're better than you now. And I think that. That's no, a good like moment that. where you take the good guy, mm -hmm. the good girl, the main character, you and you put them, they're high-minded, they're going to save the world, they're going to go get the unobtainium, they're going to fight their way through all these nameless, faceless human beings that we treat like mm -hmm. trash in movies, or these, these dregs, and they show up, and it's utopia, and they have to, like, deal with that. And there's a relationship, obviously, the main character, guy, girl, girl, guy, whatever, it doesn't really matter, main character interacts with the main character, maybe there's an interest, maybe there's a, a, a begrudging friendship that forms over the movie, and it turns out that the the, the you know the high-minded ex-cons are not themselves perfect. They have their own struggles, and they they're holding up the front against mm -hmm. the the Terrans who have their own idea. And you can see a little bit of that tension, maybe. But you, remember, so all we want human beings. Look, the, the movies are great. Uh, Storytelling is great because of one one main reason. You need to punch Dylan. Like that's the thing. Inside of you, there's a chemical. No, seriously, there's a chemical reaction. No, I do. Yeah, I gotta punch. Yeah. I gotta punch Dylan. Dylan's oh, gotta punch. Show you. remote now. Like we are, we're, <laughs> we we love to talk about how like we're high minded. We have all these great ideas. I think the thing that makes human beings perfect and wonderful and great and beautiful and 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 something that's not relegated to just animals with thumbs. I feel like the thing that makes us great is we can choose. We can choose better. We can choose yeah. better, right? But conflict is in us. 
everything you watch, every song is conflict. Every conversation is some form of conflict. And this isn't that social manipulation, like try to figure out where your position is when you're talking to somebody, how to dominate them. Fuck all that. What I'm going to say, I'm going to, I have an opinion and it might, it might rub up against yours. And that conflict is what makes the conversation good. Every movie is about conflict. And yes, the conflict between, um, uh, a, a normal Terra and prison Terra is fine. It's fine. It's it's an okay, very broad stroke conflict. But once we get into it, keep sowing conflict. The the better things look, the more secret seeds, uh, thread of conflict has to exist. And I see this story. I see a world in the story where this character, these characters, character, whatever. They get to the, you know, the, the the prison planet, and it's it's epic and it's wonderful, but it's got there's something, you know, it is built on trash. It's they've they've worked really hard to get here, but they've taken a leap too fast. The unobtainium yeah. has given them the opportunity to to become high minded and perfect, and wonderful. But 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 are we ready? Because there's still people, and the under under undercurrent can be that you know it is two sides of a conflict, and this can be your your epic when you're at the Q and A. You can discuss how secretly it was about the conflict in in the Ukraine. Or whatever, like the Ukraine. Yeah, when I was yeah. thinking about it, whatever. The truth is, it's just people. It's just yeah. fucking people. Some people decided these people were bad people. Some of these people were legitimately bad people, uh, but some of them weren't. They just did. They 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 got they got they were they were driving while drinking a thing or whatever the fuck it is. Arbitrary lines that are sometimes helpful, sometimes not, have determined them to be bad or not worthy of the planet. Uh, and it, it, in the end, when it, when we're stripped away from, of everything, we're just human beings. We all have the same source material. Uh, whether or not you're from a different country, speak a different language, have a different gender, have a have 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 a have an idea of your life that diverged over time, and all this other wonderful stuff. The, the fact of the matter is, all of us are fucking people. And wouldn't that be the great conflict? The the, the human, the, the the core of the idea, side A versus side B, gets deconstructed further into well, side A might not be actually the best, and side B might actually not be the worst, and then it gets further. Turns out side A is probably garbage, and side B is actually probably great. Turns out, wait, that was just our act two. When we get into the the, the, the top of act two A, we find, or the middle of act two A, we find out that maybe they're both shit. And then we get to the the the, the resolution of act two B. Everything's going to shit. Everything's falling apart. Then we, it turns out no. It's because it's they're not both sides are not shit that they can save the day, and then we get into our you know our resolution. And I feel like that kind of your broad stroke pitch uh, presented me immediately. I think the thing that presented me immediately is conflict. And I think Dylan's yeah. pitch, the reason I was like, it sounds like a great high minded idea that needs to get some love, is because there is no conflict. The the, the conflict is so theoretical. Like, is it good? Is it bad? Like that is a great conflict to explore, but it takes a, a finer point. Right, it takes. Uh, I would rather have D Denis Villeneuve shoot that one, uh, and I have Paul Verhoeven shoot the other one. Right, yeah. and Paul Verhoeven would would kill it. He'd tell a great story. He'd either make it a propaganda movie or he'd make it this fun, you know, whatever. And he would be able to hit all those main big points in this big punchy actiony kind of thing where we think it's Escape from New York, but it's not. And, you know, Escape from New York even tried it. Right, you get into there and Harry Dean Stanton's in there, in there trying to explain, "I'm just a guy." Yeah. Just living a life. There's a little bit of that in there that we can take and just explode. So yeah, is this helpful or am I just going off in the wrong direction? Oh, no, of course. Great. Yeah, that's helpful. Yeah. All, all we do is just talk and make up weird stories. So that does. Well, I think that, I think that um, they both have legs. I think that yeah. I'm immediately able to look at the conflict. I'm drawn immediately to the conflict. The first one. Also, you know, like if, if, if you give me a choice between shooting a movie where two people have a conversation over coffee and 
another movie where two people have a conversation over coffee and one of them a hidden robot, I'm going to pick the robot one. So obviously the like, what if humankind all had a shared experience and then they had to resolve their fears and concerns about the shared experience or like, we're going to send some armored troops to fight some ex-cons who are going to blow some shit up, but it turns out the ex-cons are good guy. It turns out uh, it's, it, what is it? Um, Oh, fuck. Uh, the Sylvester Stallone, um, Wesley Snipes, um, Taco oh, Bell Demolition movie. Man. Oh, Demolition Man. Turns out Demolition Man. Um, it turns out there's an underground, right? It's, it's, it's Equilibrium. Remember Equilibrium? Turns out William Fickner is actually the good guy. He's not a terrorist <laughs> at all. Like That's, that, that, that's kind of like my direction. And I feel like I'm immediately drawn to that idea because I, can, I think I can just... I'm not cool yep. enough. I'm not. Uh, I'm not Villeneuve enough, right? I'm not. He's just a hot shit right now. I'm not, it could be anybody. But uh, I, I'm not. Um, I'm not Aaron. Aaron. I'm not Aronofsky enough to get to the. I'm. I'm a little Verhoeven. I think in that regard. Yeah. I'm a little. I'm a little Cronenberg in that direction. I'm a that's little okay. Carpenter. And I, I think, think that's kind of where we are anyway. Don't yeah. tell me that's okay. Of course it's okay. Fuck you. Of course it's okay. That's fair. No, <laughs> I'm I'm joking. That's, I'm joking. that's also not okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so I think that uh, I think that you have legs there, but you need to find out who your characters are. You need to find out what your yeah. stories are. I think a pitch versus premise thing to keep in mind is um, I know I know you guys had this conversation before the show. I wasn't there, but I'm guessing you had the conversation before the show about how you guys are literally the only people in the entire world who ever had an idea for a movie this one time. So mm -hmm. this show is really unique in that you guys have thought a premise. But that's not the case. We all do. Everybody, every human being on earth. And I'm telling you, this is a joke. Of course, you know. We all have the premise. The, the premise is the cheapest part of the movie, right? A mold is talking is the cheapest part of the movie, right? Uh, robots fighting, cheap, cheap. It's nothing. It's, it's easy. You go into your kit. You don't pitch that. Every studio exec, exec has heard fight the guys on the prison planet a thousand times. They've heard aliens coming a thousand times. They're going to want to know, why do I give a single shit about two minutes of dialogue? Why do I care about that, right? And I think both both of these pitches have, have the potential to go there. But motivational you – know, here's, here's a good – I like doing this when I, when I talk to students. Um, I'm going to pitch some movies at you and you tell me if they're going to be good or not, okay? Uh, cabin in the Woods. So your your basic Cabin in the Woods premise. You know, there's a slut, and there's a, and by the way, I'm using '70s terminology here. Please excuse me. I'm using the the archetypes of the Cabin mm -hmm. in the Woods scenario. There's the virgin. There's the slut. There's the jock. There's the nerd. There's the whatever. Uh, and then there's the there's the minority, right? And then there's the animal. Mm -hmm. It's Cabin in the Woods, and there's a, a a slasher killing them off one by one, and a final girl escapes. So that's my premise, but it's in space. What do you think? Do you think I'd make a, a, a movie that everybody on Earth would, would watch, or do you think it's just a regular by-the-numbers bullshit movie? Can one of them be a dog? Well, no, it's going to be a cat. I want the, the, the animal to be a cat. I know, I know your joke. Okay. It's a good joke, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to go my direction here. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm owning the room, this is what this is called. Uh, <laughs> so, do you think that would be a good one? Yes or no? Is that a great, is that a uh, great I, movie? Uh, not great, no. Okay. Well, I, like I, did just describe, I did just describe Ridley Scott's Alien, you recognize. Oh. Right? Holy shit, mind that blown. Alien? That's fucking alien. Alien that was alien three. No, that's alien one. Alien <laughs> okay. the movie Aliens a slasher movie. No, no, no. Uh Veronica Cartwright in, on the page is the the quote unquote slut. In the group that they're in, where they're not expressing these giant cartoony characters, she's the mm -hmm. one who's secretly in love with the captain. She's the one who who is against the rule. She's the one who breaks the rules. She smokes the cigarettes. She lets the people in. She's the, the rule breaker. You have the virgin, you have the warrant officer, Ellen Ripley, who is the final girl, who's the, the, the virgin who follows the rules and does everything right and saves the day. You've got the jock captain in in uh uh 
in Dallas. You've got the minority in Parker, who, by the way, is one of the best fucking characters in cinema history. And the fact that they're the, the, the 70s slasher ideal has a quote unquote minority slot is ridiculous, but it's really good for an exercise like this. Because you can mm-hmm. see how it breaks it down. Mm-hmm. You got the stoner in Harry Dean Stanton. All right. You got that guy. You got, you know what I'm saying? You got the, yeah. all of these work. It is a late 70s, early 80s garbage slasher movie done with the, elevated beyond its premise. It destroys yeah. its punch. I'll give you a, a more on the nose funny one. Uh, uh, a shark takes uh, its vengeance out on the sheriff of a town. <laughs> that sounds great. <laughs> That's Jaws, right? That I thing tries to eat his kids. Oh, he has I thought it was Tremors. Oh, exactly. Yeah. It's Tremors, right? Tremors and they're the same. But Tremors and Jaws are different movies, right? And that's because, and by the way, I'm not trying to educate you. I'm not trying to talk down mm-hmm. to you guys. I know you guys do all this. You, Zach, you obviously watch a ton of movies. I'm, I'm guessing, Dylan, you watch the same or more number of movies. I am just, a, I'm a, in parallel to you. I'm giving my dumb opinion. I think that it is premise. Premise is cheap and meaningless. Uh, it's good. You need it. It is required. But like, you don't think of the air in your tires when you think about your tires. The premise is the air in your tires. You need an engine. You need a wheels. You need a body design. You need all of the intention. Is it a two-wheel car, a four-wheel car? Is it meant to be a race car? Is it meant to be a, a family coach? Is it a car at all? Is it Are the wheels filled with air, but it's an airplane? Like The premise is the air in the tires. It's the thing that you need or it won't work, but is is the cheapest, easiest thing. Anybody can blow into that fucking tire. It's all the premise. Uh People fight against a prison planet or a prison place or whatever. Fine. Cool. Easy premise. Uh, aliens are going to invade for some obsequious reason. Great. Cool premise. But the story is what fucking matters. Um, Altered States. Is that a movie about a guy who goes into a fucking isolation tank and turns into a monkey? Or is that a movie about a guy who needs to get over his ego to fall in love with his wife? Because that's what that fucking movie is. It starts with, I love you. And he, ter- William Hurt turns his head, doesn't give a shit, talks about fucking science, and it ends with, I love you, Emily, credits. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is yeah. That's what the story is. A guy has has emotional struggle with a wife who is just as capable as him, and his ego won't let him accept it. By the end of the movie, the character accepts it. Does he also travel through space-time and turn into a monkey and take a bunch of drugs and spend a bunch of time in an isolation tank and eat a fucking gazelle? Yeah, but that's yeah. not the... The premise is a guy in an isolation tank. The story right. is a guy getting over his love. Inception, I love the argument about Inception. Did the top fall or didn't? Go home. You don't watch movies. That's ridiculous. If you thought that to yourself, you you are you're I'm not trying to gatekeep. Watch all the movies. Get any 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 ideas that you have, that's great. But if your question at the end of that movie was, did the top fall, you missed you missed the story that was being told. And that could very well be Christopher Nolan didn't tell you the story well enough. That's a total avail- available option, but the top doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Did he get home to his kids? Granted, Don Thacker's going to come in on the side with a three-point shot and say, couldn't he have just flown those kids to France? Sure, <laughs> but okay, fuck it. doesn't matter because really it's about getting to those kids and getting over his made-up idea of his wife. He, is, he has destroyed his memory of his wife. He's blamed her for things. He's So it's, again, just like... Uh, just like uh, Altered States, it's a guy trying to resolve, a character trying to resolve a relationship with another individual fucking character. Is it about putting thoughts into people's minds and dream heists? And, sure, that's a premise. Imagine I go into your brain and take out your dreams, but instead of taking them out, I give you an idea. That's a premise. But the story is Cobb needs to get over his made-up idea of who his wife is. He even before he, you know, at the very end when he lets her go, he says, you're not her. 
you're my ruined idea of her. And that allows him to go be with his kids. Did the top fall? Who gives a shit? It's meaningless. The story (laughs) is Cobb getting over his shit. That's the story, right? And you can put that story in a million different premises. Stories and premises can be interchangeable. They can be more compatible. Look at a story as as one hot person and a premise as another hot person. Hot people can get get together and have kids, get together, have a good time, get together, go to the bar, whatever, get together, not have kids, adopt kids, whatever you want to do. But are they all, should they always, should you always pick just a random one and a random one and stick them together? No, some of them, and I I say hot people is a joke. It's just all people. I'm just using people as a joke. Uh, But I think that, um, the idea is your your story has to be there. It is it is the guts. The premise is the vehicle, and I think that uh, that both premises are good. One premise requires me to be much better and smarter and more artistic than the other one. The other one I, I, is a known quantity. Prison Planet. Let's go. Uh, how do we yeah. find how do we find the guts of that? What is the relationship? Is it that the the main character has has uh, um, volunteered, has declined, declined, declined? Every piece of, of, of military service after the big event that after the colonial wars that took over the continent of Africa in whatever 2077 is that did, does that character now refuse to go on any any violent missions? It turned out uh, they he he ran the ball to blow the bomb and the bomb actually killed a bunch of kids. Will he no longer ever ever go into com- conflict? But 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 realizes that 20 years ago. His wife and kid went to do a, a, a to, she's a nurse or is a woman's husband and kid or whatever. I'm not trying to, any gender thing is just, for, I'm just saying words. It doesn't, yeah. Yeah. totally interchangeable. And side, side conversation. If, if your story is not about a specific point in time uh, in which, which there's a struggle between a specific gender moment or, or racial moment, I personally, only my opinion, alien is my guide. It doesn't fucking matter. Anybody is anybody. Let's, let's, it's human beings. I want to talk about human beings. And yeah. unless we have a really, and I, I, I cannot speak from authority for anything but like a white dude growing up in the 80s. So I'm, I'm going to not try to, but so my, my point is if I say a guy and his wife, that's just, I'm a cisgender white male and I got, I, I have a wife. So I can immediately relate to my wife, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So take that, interchange it. I'm not trying to push anything. Parallel thing closed. Um, so let's say a guy, uh, he's not going to do the military service anymore. He refuses, refuses, refuses. They can give him anything. They give him a million dollars. They give him a house. He No, he's living in his truck. He doesn't want to do it. Uh, but then it turns out uh, he hasn't talked to his wife for 20 years. She left him. But she did she really leave him? He thought she left him because she never got back to him. But she's a nurse. She's a she's an architect. She's a something. She's a some important role that was required on the prison planet and the prison planet cut off. It's been 26 years. He's going to go back. He's got to go back. It's the only way. Holy shit! I didn't realize you you would do this. Well, this is the only thing I would do. Like you know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna make his way back to and, and or she whatever is gonna make they are gonna make their way back to the planet for, for a guided purpose. And it doesn't need to be a relationship purpose. Or I'm just using it as a whatever. But let's find a way to tie this person from a capability standpoint, a personal standpoint, or whatever. But even the choice to go is conflict. Yeah. Even the choice to get in the ship is conflict and every step along the way is conflict. So you want to take every, every narrative beat in your movie has to be uh, set up, carry, resolve and button conflict. Conflict is I, I don't want to go. I don't do whatever, blah, blah, blah. Carry. I'm the best man for the job. I, yeah. I, I can control the thing. Oh, it's good to have you back. Whatever. Uh, resolve. It turns out that um, we don't need a warrior. Instead, I'm woefully in a, unequipped for what you do need. So that's that resolves that conflict. Button. But you do need to be here. We do yeah. need you. 
It's important. Uh, Demolition Man's a great example, even though it's comedic and actually uh, he was not a good fit for that environment, but they definitely needed him because somebody mm-hmm. else from him needed to be there, right? Yeah. Uh, also, there's a pivot where um, you want to choose, I think you want to choose between uh, central uh, central pivot, central moment, central character moment. So you're following character. You're following Matthew McConaughey into Interstellar and you're following his story. Everybody's kind of an ancillary setup. Or is your main character Judge fucking Dredd? Is it Joe Dredd? Is, is your main character a mover? Is your character a fucking lightning storm, right? Arnold Schwarzenegger is the Terminator. And in the second movie, he's more the Terminator. But those movies are not about Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're about everybody around Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold Schwarzenegger is the moving, uh, the model, the fucking mountain. The, the thing everybody has to climb and get over. Um, I think that that's another good uh, element. Um, I think a good thing that executed kind of brilliantly on the high-minded but super interpersonal idea was uh, Edge of Tomorrow, right? Mm. Uh, there's a reason for that guy not to go into conflict. There's a reason for that guy to not be the, the, the best uh, choice for that conflict. But over the course of the movie, we watch him pivot from kind of a dickbag, asshole, totally not the right man for the job – to a caring, you know, good guy who saves the day, but only because of the actual legitimate heroism of another character. I like to use Tron and Flynn as a great example. You say Tron, everybody's like, oh yeah, the dude. I'm like, nah, dude. Bruce Boxlander. And the name of the place was Babylon yeah. 5. Like that, that's fucking, <laughs> the movie is about a superhero, a goddamn motherfucking light riding superhero. Mm-hmm. And the dude is in it too. Like he's yeah. in there kind of be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And Tron is like, yeah. And Flynn does stuff. Flynn is our eyes, right? He's in there, but we get to watch Tron be Tron. Tron is never bad. And I love that in Tron, Bruce Boxlander's character, Alan, is kind of a, like he's a kind of milk toasty nerdy hot guy who mm-hmm. the girls with and yeah you know, he's she's he's the better choice he's smarter he's a better programmer but he's not he's not cool he doesn't own an arcade he doesn't hang out with 12 year olds that's weird he doesn't hang out with 12 year olds <laughs> like but he's not chill he's not he's not legit he's just you know he's kind of a square but he's hot he's got a Bruce Bo- Box Lightner job do I think I have a thing secretly for Bruce Box Lightner I don't Seems know maybe. Like it. but oh. and the name of the place <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> I, but the, the idea though is 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 you get to see the whole world and this big thing happening and you get a hero but you don't need to address the hero you can instead address a, a normal person tom cruise in edge of tomorrow or what is it called live die repeat or whatever the fuck they made it up yeah. uh, either one you get you get to watch this this kind of shit piece turn into a a, a hero adjacent character because of the full middle bitch, because of Emily Blunt, because of how awesome her character is, and because that she's also a person and has her own flaws yeah. and her own needs and her own everything. And that, that ends up being a movie about two people, these two partners who get together, they're from opposite sides of the tracks. Like the 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 bad guy, the motorcycle riding bad guy, and the good girl who gets all the right grades and they get together and make a dynamic couple. That's that's that movie, but it's in space with fucking aliens and shit. Uh and so I think that that's what- go ahead. Would you say that the way your brain works is that you come up with premises and then wait for a story to kind of plug those in, or would do you more think of like how the, no, it, the story? It's, goes? So it's it's kind of it's it's both, uh, and it, it's both separated from each other in, in a very annoying way. I'm not like haha checkmate. It's both, bitch. Like no, yeah. like it's it's both in the worst possible way. Uh, I've got a trillion premises. When somebody came back to me, do you have another idea? It was mold. Talking, talking fungus, I guess, is mm-hmm. a premise. A guy talks to a, the, the, the fungus in his bathroom. That's the premise. Is that the story? Fuck no. Yeah. 
replace the, it doesn't need to be a fungus it can be a mm-hmm. toy car it can be a roommate it can be anybody the, the premise is a guy's depressed or i'm sorry the story is a guy's depressed needs to get past his own individual idea of who he is his fear of the outside world his fear of women the guy is abjectly terrified of women alien mm-hmm. is uh, and the mold feeds into that like he's got to get past these these personal uh, w- little wars, the personal battles. He's got to win these personal battles to eventually resolve the story. The story of somebody need- being depressed and needing to figure out how to get out of that story was something I wanted to tell for a long time since I was clinically fucking depressed. Since I mm. had gone through some shit that knocked me into, I've got my family has a history of depression. I mm. found out that I- I'm not just a sad boy. I'm legitimately like, I got a fucking thing going on in this moment. Mm-hmm. That thing is as a present story. I needed to, how do I do? that respect and mm-hmm. yes a, a puppet story with jeffrey combs and a guy puking up fungus and licking a nipple and doing the iron man and fucking getting his face stepped on by alien space girl and all this other shit that might not be your or somebody's like best approach to dealing with with clinical depression or right? a story about human the human stain of clin- clinical depression but it was my my approach i had a premise I had an idea and I put those two together and I went through several and the depression that let's just try to address uh, depression this. So um, I used to, uh, used to, I was telling you what that place I went on that half a bedroom and I had uh, a moldy bathroom. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were rules in that place. And one of the rules was uh, I wasn't allowed to use the television. Uh, it was kind of run by this girl um, and she was very aggressive and I could only afford to live here. And she always had people over. She was not from the United States. She had people from another place outside of the United States come over all the time. Um, none of them were Chris Hemsworth. If you want to catch where I'm, where she was, this is why I like your prison idea. I want to d- destroy Australians. Uh, anyway, I'm joking, but uh, she, she always had parties and everything. And I was just kind of like the troll that lived in the, the side room and wasn't even supposed to be there. I was just basically giving her a discount on rent. Right. And, and so I had to watch this life happen and I was stuck in my little half bedroom, like hoping, and what I would do secret, I'm gonna let the secret out. I would sneak out and watch TV in the middle of the night in my underwear. Cause I, you know, I, I don't want to put on clothes. I want to put on a belt. You can hear it. I would sneak out. I turn on fucking it's LA. It's, it's, it's the late nineties. And I'm listening, I'm watching Telemundo and I'm watching the fucking, the like Mexican melodramas. And I'm, I'm like, just, and I, all I'm thinking to myself is fuck, is this, is this my life? Am I begging for PA work? Am I not able to eat? There's a side story where I, uh, I got paid one day and after a series of events, I was left with $10 and I went and spent that $10 on an $11 meal at uh, Red Lobster because they had all you could eat shrimp and I hadn't eaten in six days, but it was during the the uh, the, the the red, um, was the, what do they call it? The, the red tide, the red, no, it was red tide. Like, oh, which yeah. is a, not, it was, it was literally yeah. the late 90s red tide in LA where all the, 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 the mm-hmm. fish and they were all full of mercury and shit. So I spent my last $11 scrape together, 11, two extra two bucks. And I paid for the fucking all I could eat shrimp. And I ate like six pounds of shrimp because I was, I knew I was going to eat in a couple days. And then I went home and threw it all up because it was full of mercury. And I like, because mm-hmm. I was that depressed. That's where I was. Right. And all, I thought to myself, I had this thought. If she comes out and tells me to that I can't watch this television, I might kill myself. I might legitimately fucking kill myself. I put everything on the line. I had a career. I, I killed it. I did everything to make this happen. If she comes out of that room and says, I'm taking the TV away, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Now, granted, that's the whitest thing in the world, right? But still, it, it's a human thing. I still had it. It's still a real thing. Uh, yeah, look. 
Crash is good, even though it's about Sandra Bullock falling down the stairs, hitting her head, oh, and stop, and, and not being a racist anymore. Like we could still pretend that she, her 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 human issues are valid because every human issue is valid, whether mm-hmm. or not it, it can be said against the, the the entire breadth of human issues. So, with some perspective, looking back, maybe that there was a little melodramatic, but at the time, my depressive state put me in a place where I thought if this TV was gone, I would kill myself. What does the movie open with? A guy losing his television and t- trying to fucking kill himself, mm-hmm. and he wants mm-hmm. to kill himself a cowardly way. Those are that's my story. The premise is a guy talking to a mold. The story is a guy needing to get out of a depressive state to save himself. So I had both of those things and I put them together. And what, what worked for me to answer your question adroitly after 20 minutes of bullshit um, <laughs> is this <laughs> Dylan's nodding. Yeah. 20 minutes of bullshit. <laughs> Jesus. Um, to, to answer your story directly. Uh, I had a premise in a book I had two premises, a uh, guy talking to the, to the grout on his bathroom because of that sushi mm-hmm. thing. And then pages and pages and pages and pages later, maybe even in a different notebook, I had a giant fungus talking. So put those two, to, they, they, that's an easy win. Guy talking to giant chunk, of, you know, whatever, that makes sense. And then, uh, so I was going through it. How do I tell a story? I, my stories aren't all depression. There's, you know, I got loves this. I have a wonderful, I want to tell the biography of my mom. That's the story I want to tell. Like the, her, her name is Paula Jean. I want to call it, it's called Paula Jean. It's a wonderful story about my mom being a single mom and fighting through this and you know, all good shit. I want to tell that story. That's my mom will be long dead. I will be on my way out and I'll finally have enough skill acumen mm-hmm. <laughs> to make the movie and nobody will know what the fuck I'm talking about. Because my poor mom <laughs> will live in 20 years in the grave. I'm like 68 years old, 78 years old trying to make a movie. Uh, but I got, I've got a bunch of stories. So I think as a storyteller, you can tell, I don't know if you can tell, but I like telling stories. Um, I got these stories in my brain and, and in, my, in my heart. And I've got these premises as well. And sometimes they're instant win. They instantly connect. They, this premise only goes with this story. And they came up together. They, they were born out of the same moment. The, the, the sperm and egg made the ideas I go and poof, they pop out. And that's a wholly, fully formed thing. But 99.9% repeating percent of the time, you know, it'd be cool fucking a guy who's also a fucking robot, who's also fucking got, he got thrusters on his feet, he got fucking whatever. And then you know what else would be cool? The story about man's inhumanity to other men against the, the Nairobi conflict of the late eight, whatever. That, that's like, mm-hmm. those are cool things. You take that and you get fucking District 9, right? Like you get, <laughs> yeah. you take, like man's inhumanity, man, in, in not Nairobi, but in like uh, in South Africa, uh, Kate, whatever. Uh, you, you take that and then you take, uh, a man turning into an alien or a robot. Wouldn't it be cool if, if me, VFX guy, who makes this cool robot shit, wouldn't it be cool to, to, to make a guy turn into a fucking alien robot and get a mm. robot suit and shoot some shit? Well, yeah, that's a great premise. Guy turns into a robot alien. That's great. What's the story? Yeah. Well, let's set it against this backdrop. Let's give this, let's give Vickis the story. Give him an, a, a world to live through. And he's a piece of shit. And he he, he, he gets a moment to, to change. And he realizes that these, these animals are not animals. They're just like us. They're just people. They just don't look like us. And that's a giant statement. And da, 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 da. But I'm sure the premise is like, you see that robot thing that I did? Alive in Joburg? You see that? It was great, wasn't it? Let's do it again. Only bigger. Yeah. I feel like... I feel like that's that's to answer your question uh, even more adroitly than that not at all adroit answer. Um, both and uh, the the key is the skill is the work the effort the human work effort that makes a good product is taking the time to 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 put those things together in the right way and going down the path and finding out that you just spent six months beating a, a script out or or doing a, a treatment and it's just it doesn't work. Pull the premise. I I did a. Uh, do you guys play Magic the Gathering ever? Oh, yeah. Uh, so oh, I did yeah. a draft recently. My, my wife's birthday was on the 7th, and we did a – for a birthday, we got on a train. I took her on an overnight train ride, and we did drafts. 
We did uh, it's two of us. Cool. So so we did we did uh, you know, the Winston draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did a double Winston draft. So we had six decks or six packs each and made our decks. And um, this is this is totally relevant. I promise. Um, she has this deck. She's got a concept for a deck, but she pulled all these cards. Great concept for a deck. Great cards. She put them all together, and the deck's fucking trash, man. It's garbage. I beat the. I win. Fuck you. You're a fake gamer girl. Fuck you. She's not, by the way. She's 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 a a, a, pro, a, a project lead at, at fucking Riot Games. She's more games oh. than I could ever be. But you know, <laughs> I played. I was a DCI yeah. judge for ten years. Fuck you. Like this is. Uh, <laughs> I was. This is a true thing. Yeah, uh, but, sure. uh, but her her deck doesn't work. But what was really cool was what did work was her her concept for the deck absolutely worked, and the cards she pulled were definitely fucking dominant in a different deck. So she 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 spent some of the time working out which cards do I pull. We that, a, a, a double Winston draft is a six hour endeavor. Mm-hmm. If you make if you if you draft all twelve boosters, you make a deck. You do some you know heuristic color curve bullshit, and then you play at least five games to see if your decks make sense. That's a mm-hmm. six hour buy. If you're getting up and peeing and doing whatever stuff, and you're on a train, you're looking out the train. Like that's a big investment. Uh, but at the end of that investment, she had a she made another deck. We did two of them. The second draft, her deck was just fucking awesome. It beat me up every time. Everything hit. Everything hit. But what she got in that first double Winston draft was a great premise and a great story, and they did not work together, right? Yeah. She had all the banger cards, and she got a really great idea for a deck out of the of the, of the non-banger cards, and mm-hmm. they did not work together. But she you you extricate those two things, and now you have two stories, right? You have two things you can make. You have two decks you can come out with. And I feel like that's that's exactly how this that that isn't it isn't movies versus magic versus Dungeons and Dragons versus GURPS versus fucking pe- uh, pe- paranoia versus whatever. It's it's just humans, ideas mm-hmm. and stories. She's trying yeah. to tell a story with that deck. She had a great premise and a great story. And those two things didn't work together all the time. Sometimes they, sometimes they're that- my head. That literally sounds like every draft deck I've ever built. It's like, oh go. my god, yeah. I'm going black, blue, white, esper, and you don't oh. understand. And I get a bunch of just <laughs> green and red oh, cards. I'm like, oh, I yeah, guess I'll yeah. go overgrowth. I don't know. Right, right, right. Oh, always cool. go overgrowth, man. Always yeah. fucking. I always have like, I'm gonna do a two color draft. I'm gonna do a two color draft. I got nope. 96 color draft. I got like <laughs> colorless, non colors. I got slated colors, unslated colors. It's just fucking. I had 700 card deck. Let's go. Yeah, that's me every time. What 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 a cool analogy because I think that's honestly the way that most people think. It's just they have like a, maybe a cool premise, they have mm-hmm. a cool concept, and they try to force them together, but they don't yeah, realize like, don't. hey, yeah, understand what it is. Because I've always been working on a project. Uh, it, it's weird that you brought up magic because uh, two things. One, Dylan and I have been working on a weird uh, heist movie that revolves around a magic draft night. Uh, that's that's like great. High end, yeah. yeah, high end, but it's like about great these concept. guys trying to. Yep, <laughs> hey, great see, yeah. Uh, and then I and then I've also been working on a, a concept where um, I have my daughter and there's always times I'm worried about like I'm not spending a time with her I'm really doing something weird and I always thought that it'd be weird that if she went to a different planet and I got the chance to go and hang out with her finally yeah but the yeah. problem is that the time works different on that planet so by the time mm-hmm. I got to her she's twice my age mm-hmm. so by the time I got to spend time with her she's an older lady and then I have to like listen to her you know life. Uh, and, that, and I always, I've been trying to work about, you know, work around that story. And I think that it's cool that like, you know, maybe, you know, you, you take one of A and one of B and yeah, maybe get rid of B and put C there instead. And uh, exactly, you maybe have a, yeah. a better deck. Yeah. I'd like to say something that's very interesting. Uh, you know, I kept saying uh, premises are cheap. They're this, they're like fucking ether. They're, everybody has them. You and we could come up with 35 more premises in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them with the right hand, the right amount of time and the right story could be the best movie ever made easily. 
easily. Mm-hmm. Not because we're smart, but because that's just what human fucking brains do. Like, it's super easy. Wouldn't it be cool if, right? Like that's that's easy. The story, on the other hand, the one thing, you know, you need them both. Uh, but the story is is so valuable. The story is important. I've said, it's been two hours. I've said a trillion words. I may have produced for you like two or three kernels of good stuff, right? And that good stuff is the valuable stuff. My shock and awe mentality, the fact that I'm very energetic and I'm very open, that's my premise. The thing, if you walk away from this conversation with, with one learning, then I've told a story, a good story. But but the likelihood of me randomly hitting that good story in a two-hour block is very low. And that story is hard. That story is is why we like movies that we like. That story is what's the big deal. When, when, when um, uh, what's-his-face pops up at the end of Jaws out of the water. Okay, I love it. I love it. It's great. You need that. That, that was because yeah. of storytelling, not because random guy fell in water after shark. It was we, we'd invested so much in that character and he and Quinn fought so much. And it's it, it, that story that three men against this in, intolerable, uh, unstoppable force that we had to represent with floating baubles because the thing broke. Um, that, that, that story is so big. The best, if I say, what's the best part of Jaws? Nobody says uh, that one time the shark ate a guy. Uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Indianapolis, right? That's the best part of Jaws, right? Mm-hmm. She got like a, like a doll's eyes. Like that mm-hmm. fucking moment. That's a story. <laughs> we watched a guy tell a story in a story and that story was the story of the story. I, I'm afraid of sharks. I'm going to fucking kill this shark, right? Yeah. That's a big moment. That's the story. And I think that, 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 that's the value. That's where you, you, you have to, to realize that, for every 100 million premises, premises, that's like a, a place, premises, I don't know. There, there's, 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 there's a half a good story. And you gotta, that you need that. That's the only thing that matters. And two, two, I made fun of Hollywood producers before. I've worked with several really fucking incredible producers. The good ones, the good ones look me in the eyes and say, wow, you said a whole bunch of shit. You obviously know a bunch about movies. You obviously know, but who am I supposed to give a shit about? And why? And that's that. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. I need to care. I need to care. And when you watch it, oh, uh, you guys see Beyond the Black Rainbow? No, no it's on my list. Well, you guys have seen Mandy though. Yes. Yeah. Everybody see Mandy. That Mandy's incredible. I fucking love Mandy. The, that, that director did a movie called Beyond the Black Rainbow. Before mm-hmm. that, Beyond the Black Rainbow. Uh, I like to describe. By the way, I I laud this director. I I thought Mandy was fucking top top shelf. I think Beyond the Black Rainbow in every Every beat that I'm about to describe with you is top shelf. If I could close my eyes and think of one one image, uh, 85% of the time, 15% of the time would be an image of my wife. 85% of the time, 85% of the time would be a picture from Beyond the Black Fucking Rainbow. Right. It is it is it, it is a visual fucking. It is incredible. The music is. I I will one day, one day I will either die, or have made a movie that can sound anything like, not not from an artistic standpoint, but just from a quality standpoint, like Beyond the Black Rainbow. The character studying Beyond the, Beyond the Black Rainbow is fucking incredible. The world that's set up, the, the storytelling, the historic, the, the, it's just so fucking incredible. I've watched the movie 11 times and I've slept nine fucking times. I don't care. I do not fucking care about anything that's going on in Beyond the Black fucking Rainbow. It's garbage. I would light it on fire. I would stick it in a, in a fucking barrel, roll it down a hill, and hope that it hits children on the way down. It's bad. It's not good. I fucking hate it. I want it to die. But I love it because Beyond the Black Rainbow is indexes times a trillion 
on artistry, style, brilliance, mm-hmm. amazing, and premise, and has 1% story. And the 1% story is not interesting or no. Uh, I'm not shitting on, I, I think that the film punches way above its weight. I think the film deservedly got all of the accolades that it's got, and it led to Mandy, and that filmmaker gets more more money, more time, mm-hmm. more access to tell incredible, brilliant stories. Uh, do I think that Beyond the Black Rainbow story is more intelligible than Motivational Growth story the first time you watch Motivational Growth? Abso-fucking-lutely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Did, did he do a better job? In his? Yes! Yes, he did. That movie was incredible compared to Motivational Growth, except for the whole art and talk acting and all that other stuff in motivational growth. I'm not going to shit on that. It's incredible. Uh, it's not, that's not me. That's actors and, yeah. and artists and music maker and whatever. But I, I feel like uh, beyond the black rainbow is, a, is an opportunity to over index on uh, everything, but over index on premise, visual premise or whatever. You the premise doesn't need to be, there's aliens and we're going to fight them. The premise can be, it's going to look like a 1977 slasher movie, or it's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be, you know, it's going to sound like a, a, a uh, Vangelis album like that. Those are those are also premises, right? And you, every movie should have several of those. Uh, but I feel like if you look at Mandy, conversely, I know who I'm rooting for. I know what yeah. the fucking intention is. I know what the characters' motivations are. I know the story, and I like the story of Mandy. All that style, I know the guy's got the style. But so do mu- music video makers. I, you know, yeah. they all have style. The story and that works. The story of Thriller is important. The fact that zombies dance around does not make a legendary fucking music video. The fact that we watch the guys, you know what I mean? That The story of that, it's a fucking 38,000 minute fucking music video because there's a story in it, right? Captain EO is important. Uh, Michael Jackson grabbing his crotch during black or white, not as important. Good promise, I'm sure, but not, not as good. Not as good as Captain EO. I'm just saying like, there's the story is what we go for. Right. And I think that if you take away anything, uh, my story is that we need to, we need to, we need to look at story. Story is what yeah. fucking matters. When you find out, spoiler alerts, jump to X seconds in the video to skip the spoiler. When you find out in that Chris Pratt movie where he travels through time, when you find out that the general is his daughter, all right, sure. story. I got story. I, did I love the movie? I don't know. We don't need to talk about the movie, but Oof. there's story in it. They got they tried to do a story in it, right? That you got to give them tried, that. Yeah. You have you have to give a dude. You have to give them that. They're yeah. like. Like fighting my angry dad at the end, not that great. But but I don't want to talk about the merits or, or, or demerits of any. Okay, this is if I can end on anything. I don't know if you guys want me to end yet or whatever. But I want to make a statement before I, you cut me off and tell me done. You said too many words. Um, this is something I want to tell. If I can use your platform to speak to movie enjoy enjoyer people, people who like love movies, people who listen to, to the podcast, obviously care about stories and care about movies and shit. I got to tell you something, guys. This is from insider information. Here's a here's a secret information you may not have thought about. Most of you have probably thought about. Um, no one, no one ever woke up in the morning and said, you know what I want to do? Work for fucking 90 days in the desert or in the fucking water or in the, a, a fucking broken down, falling apart, three doll, the three wall made out of flats we borrowed from the studio next, next door, blah, blah, blah. I want to, I want to spend, I want to, I want to spend between 30 and 90 days in there busting my fucking ass, asking way more of people than they than uh they deserve to be asked of uh deal with all the technical problems all the emotional problems all the interpersonal problems all the money problems all the other shit and then go into a post-production process that takes forever you got money people yelling at you da 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 you got a deadline you got a release date you got fucking terrible uh uh distributors who want to change the the image of your movie to some famous image and they want to describe your movie the way it's not described and they want to delete your name from the movie and then they all just then the music guy has a problem and the editor has a problem and nobody wakes up and says you know what i want to do that to make the shittiest movie it's gonna be crazy 
It's going to be so cool how <laughs> shitty my movie is going to be. Everybody, every one of it, I'm going to say it, every one of us is bleeding for you, for you, is bleeding for you. We're bleeding for you to watch the movie. The Chris Pratt movie, I'm with you guys. I, I was surprised that they spent so much money on that, but only because I'm jealous. I'd like yeah. to have some of the money. Give me the lunch budget. Mm-hmm. Let's make a movie. Uh, but do I do I know every single fucking person, whether they're delivering the line perfectly or not, whether they're directed perfectly or not, whether the shot was composed brilliantly or not, they're all doing their fucking best. And to what end? So yeah. that you might like their movie. That's it. It's just so you might like it. Not so you call them up on the phone and tell them they're great or put them on a podcast and tell them they're geniuses. But just... Just, just so you might smile this one time for their movie, or, or that you, they have a statement they really think that you should maybe consider in the in the giant overarching world of other statements that you should also consider. Maybe we don't kill each other. Maybe, maybe race is not a delimiter of human quality. Maybe fucking the gender question should have been a a, a question we stopped having a thousand years ago and started treating people like humans. Like I, I feel like these statements can be made and still not be bad. I feel like maybe, maybe the statement is a robot tried to kill a fucking lady whose kid was going to grow up and uh, fight the robot so that they send a guy back to have the, the to screw the lady and have the kid that's going to go to fight the robot that's fine that's good i'm with it uh but every single nobody sets out to make the bet no no i lie i know of one film i'm not going to mention it you guys probably love it and i think we really hate would hate to find out that you love it i mean i get into a fight but there's one movie i know people set out to make a movie that looked like shit you know ironically because it was so so cool to do at the time uh and i hate it and i think that you should everyone should hate it uh no one no one who genuinely makes films for real uh, or tries to tell stories for real is trying to make garbage. Do, do people get make garbage? Uh, m- m- more often than not, every single, almost yeah. every single time, almost every single movie. Four hundred thousand movies come out like a year across Earth. We watch like four of them, and like three of them are total trash, and maybe mm-hmm. one of them might be okay. Uh, but that doesn't mean we need to shit on those people, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean those people weren't trying for you, Zach, for you, Dylan, to make you alone smile. So let's 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 bring it home, Don. You when you sat there and told me. That you saw my movie, the movie, right? It's not just my movie. It's, it's uh, the movie of all of ours. You saw our, our little piece, and you immediately sent it to Dylan. And then you sent it to your, I don't know, you said mother-in-law or mother mm-hmm. or whatever. You sent it to her, and you showed your kid. Right there, mission accomplished. I don't care if you liked it. I don't care if you liked it. Mission accomplished. I did it. Also, I have the secret secret art armor. I was at a film festival. Uh, I, I do Q&As. I had a big, long line. Talk to what was it? always the same question. What was it like working with Jeffrey Coleman? It, it was phenomenal. Can we just put this on a tape? It was great. He's the best because he is. I mean, did you did you question that? Are we do we not know? It's obvious. <laughs> That's incredible. It's fucking great. It was incredible working with Jeffrey Coleman. Um, uh, is the mold CGI? No, obviously not. If it was, I wouldn't make this movie. I'd make a movie that could afford a budget. Uh, like this, it was it was better than CGI. It was it was mm-hmm. it was blood, sweat, and oh, tears. Yeah. Human art, artistry. It was it was it was a dying art form. Done at, at its, to my opinion, in my opinion, at its peak. These people fucking delivered. No, the mold was not CGI. Uh, we get through all these questions, same same old questions. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you guys don't know this. I'll, t- I'll, I'll leave a, a noodle bender in your brain. Box the Ox is like five foot six. Um, huh. He's cool. on a nine inch platform. All right. Uh, and we use forced perspective. Look at it. Yeah. He, the guy is a tiny guy. Uh, hmm. He's huh. built like, he's he's built like the beast. The guy works out, but he's yeah. tiny. Adrian is like six one hmm. or whatever. This guy is super small. Yeah. And what we do is we put him on a nine inch platform and we always shoot him closer to the camera, mm-hmm. right? So this hand is not bigger than this hand. It's just closer. You know that. It's Lord of the Rings bullshit. There's a, a beautiful <laughs> tell. There's a beautiful tell where Box is talking to Ian and he, he, he's, you get me the rent or whatever. And he puts his hand on Ian's shoulder. This hand's like way over here. 
And then when he goes to put his hand on the other shoulder, he has to go like this. And you can see him cross his chest. Because he's, he's closer yeah. to the camera. Yeah. Uh, anyway, side, side note. But the, the, the whole point, though, is um, uh, the, fact, the, the fact that I show this movie, everybody asks the questions, you know, is Box really nine foot tall? No, he's not. He's fucking five, six. We get to the end of the questions, and everybody's kind of done. And there's this, there's this girl. And I'm kind of weirded out. I don't know what's going on. She is, you know, I don't know, uh, late 20s, early 30s, maybe. Uh, and there's a guy standing behind like this, kind of grumpy looking. I think he's nervous. He's like, like this. He's like, you know, a row or two down. She's waiting. And she finally comes up. And uh, and there's no mic. You're not going up to a mic. You're coming like up to me. You're coming up to the stage. And I'm looking <laughs> down on you like I'm, like I'm, I'm from fucking 300, right? Like, <laughs> Kneel before me. <laughs> Leonidas. Uh, so uh, I, 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 I can't hear her. I lean down and she goes, I don't really have a question. Uh, I need you to know that, um, that I've been suffering from clinical depression for years. And this is the first time I've seen what it feels like for me shown on a screen. And I need you to understand that, that you, you impacted me. You did something. Fucking tear. I just, I, I'm done. Because you watch the movie, nobody says, that's a movie about clinical depression. No, they always want to talk about the licking the nipple and throwing up and the blood and the guy sawing the girl's arm off and all the other shit. Uh, that's done. No, nothing. You go, to, you go to IMDb or you go to fucking Amazon, one review, the weirdest movie ever. I love it. Jeff Combs is the best. This movie was shit. This movie is a piece of garbage. What a waste of my money. Fuck this movie. Who made this movie? Some pretentious prick? Who fucked this guy? Who Down Thacker individually as a person who wasn't a part of a team making movie is a piece of shit and needs to go kill himself. But you, you get all this, right? Mm -hmm. None of it matters. I have the infinite shield. Infinite shield. That girl. Mm-hmm. She got something out of that. Her depression was addressed for her in at least one tiny little moment. Boom. One little thing. I win. I won. I did it. I did yeah. it. It worked. All I could ask in the whole world is to affect somebody positively. That's all I want. That's all. So that that's I'm bringing this up because of that. Nobody goes out to make a bad movie. All of us want that moment. All of us yeah. want to say, hey, your life is here. Where Whether or not here is the greatest or the worst, your life is here. If I can make it one inch better, I will put my life, career, time, energy, health, uh, social connectivity, I'll put it all on the line for you so that you can get that one inch. If I can give you that one extra fucking boost, if you can smile, that's great. If you then send it to your mother-in-law, that's even better. Because if, you know, that's a risk, Zach, sending motivational growth to your mother-in-law. She's going to call up your wife and be like, dude, what the fuck did you marry? Why are you, this guy sent me this movie. This is insane. But I just wanted to point out that, um, that that's what we're striving for. And you telling me at the, at the top of the show, the reason I knew this is a good show is because, not because you said I sent it to everybody and they all loved it and thought it was the greatest movie. You didn't even tell me what your daughter thinks. But you sent it to them. You said, hey, I got a story. I found something valuable. All these people worked all that time and wasted, spent all that energy to make something, and I showed somebody else. Uh, one of the, the epic later, decade later things, is I got a message from somebody. He's like, hey, when's the DVD going to come out? So the thing is, the, the movie was distributed digitally by Devolver. Uh, that's, that was the beginning of our relationship. Now I'm like, I do a bunch of Devolver stuff. Uh, it was distributed digitally, and then it was picked up. Uh, and when it was uh, released on optical, on optical media, it was released with a limited release. And then that company went out of business. And then like my rights vanished. They went into space. Who knows? Uh, cut to uh, now, we were able to, through you know eight years of work trying to figure it out, we were able to, to figure out how to get motivational growth re-released, right? So 
uh, we get that re-released and uh, I'm just, I know it's coming. It's coming in, like in three months and I get this message. How do I get motivational growth on, on DVD? Uh, we're big. My wife and I are big fans. Uh, we actually, we, 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 we dated for a while. We broke up and we got together. And the first thing we did was watch motivational growth as a team. And then now we're together forever. And I'm like, shit, that's an incredible story. Holy shit. As soon as the DVDs come in, I'll send you a signed copy. And then he sends me a picture, a picture. It's him and his wife with their wrists. And it's the mold on both of their wrists oh. tattooed. Because this was a, mo a moment that brought these two people together. And I'm thinking, dude, dude, I'm done. I could die happy. I did it. It worked. Yeah. One, one iota of happiness is all I wanted. And these people got something from it. That's not me. That's, that's a story. You put a story out there. And that story, again, to, 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 to wrap it up, isn't my story. It's a story of a whole team of people. Most people work their asses off. And every production I work on is, you know, I, I get the lauded position of being the captain of the ship. But if that ship goes down, I'm going with it. Everybody gets to get off the ship. I want them to get off the ship. I, I make sure that the, the, the safety vessels are, are ready and they're ready to rock and everybody should leave the ship and go on and be on another ship. Uh, I, I want to put myself on the line to provide an opportunity for everybody to express for the idea that eventually somebody will get, get some happiness out of that. If, you can, if we can extend human happiness for one iota, maybe things get better. Maybe we spend some time. Sorry, that, that sounded very – I was yelling and screaming and swearing and now I'm all like, human beings need to be good to each other. But really, isn't that the whole point? Let's, no, let's, let's I mean – I absolutely love that because, you know, when Dylan and I, when we try to create something, what's really behind it is just trying to make people smile. It's trying to make yeah. people laugh. It's trying to make yeah. people think like, oh, I've never thought about that before. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and I will say that, yeah, the, the movie Motivational Growth had elements that some people would find shocking or cool or, mm -hmm. you know, like, you know, you'd find it like a Spencer's gift or something. But it, 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 it was, you know, like, uh, hey, having a guy suck on a mold nipple <laughs> would definitely be in a Spencer's gift. But the I love thing the Spencer's gift to Joe. I would tell everybody, I'm going to call, call but i will say that it, it was the emotion it was the storytelling technique is what is what really stood out to me and and it was somebody that was trying to do something different and not just making something because it is kitschy or because yeah. it is relevant uh and, yeah. and there there was actual emotion and mm -hmm. you did make me smile i i mean within i'll cool. say i think i i've reached out to your people maybe 10 days ago in 10 mm -hmm. days which was the first day that i watched it twice uh i've seen this movie eight times and it Whoa. is really i know and, and it's it, because I, there, there's some things you, you watch and you're like okay that's gonna wash over me and that's mm -hmm. whatever it's a marvel movie whatever and then there are some movies where you're like there is something that there's mm -hmm. somebody's trying to tell me here yeah and, and, and it's so cool it's like when you look at a piece of art and everyone loves the art and you just don't yeah. get it and you just stare at it, you're like they get it. I'm, I'm working on it. And yeah. I mean, I, I got motivational growth. Someone who is clinically depressed also, someone who who is struggling with depression. And I, I'm not trying to speak for Dylan, but we've spoken about this mm -hmm. on our show before. Uh, it, it is something so refreshing to see depression spoke at and, and towards in a way that is artistic and not just I'm suffering and the world is right. bleak. You know, yeah, it, yeah. it was it was really special the way that it's done. And I think that uh, I'm not sure if I got the exact message, but the message I got from it was something that was beautiful. And I really do appreciate uh, you for for gathering this mm -hmm. team and making this project because, uh, you know, uh, not only have I seen this movie eight times now, that's hours, you know, days of my yeah. life, but also two hours of just fawning over you being someone that, you know, you really – uh, you, you stand out from what I thought you were going to be. You, you're, you're way uh, cooler and way more energetic <laughs> and way more. Well, you know, hey, the IMDb. You're saying cool the, or cruel? Because if it's said cool, cool, I've never been called no, cool in my life. 
no, no, not cool. You're definitely a, you're you're cooler than I thought you were going to be, and Thank I really you. appreciate no. all of your time and, mm -hmm. and your vision, and uh, I really love it. Dylan and I had a bunch of questions to ask, but uh, this was way better than what we had expected. Oh, and usually, usually a lot of times it's us writing a bunch of words and, and trying to make up. Hey, what's funny dialogue? What's a good character? But yeah. listening to just someone talk about passion in their industry mm -hmm. and passion for making someone smile is is better than what we could have expected. And for that reason alone, this was easily the best interview that I've ever been a part of. Yeah. Uh, so so thank you very much, uh, Don. Guys, I, I really, oh, yeah. really appreciate might, it. Might yeah. be our first two-parter episode. Just yeah, easily. <laughs> just... And, and I, well, then I, we I should go for to... another 15 minutes, round it out. Let's get asking questions. <laughs> well, a lot <laughs> of the questions, you, you, you kind of went over it because a lot of it was like, yeah. you know, working with video games and doing this mm -hmm. and, and, and creating this project. But uh, I think what you said was more impactful than any question I could have asked. So that was wow. way better. Mm -hmm. And Thank I appreciate you. it. And we would love to have you on at a later date and maybe actually Great. work on a project together, which we normally do. Sure. Uh, we'll have, but a, I, we'll have we, a release then. Yeah. We are <laughs> actually like, uh, yeah, I, I am a, a mega fan of Don Thacker as a human. So thank ah, you for, guys, for being a good on. person. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate that's, it. That's and uh, yeah, uh, that's it. So we, we're going to get out of here. We don't want to take up any more of your time. We would love to maybe have you back on and we could spend okay. four more hours together. We would love that. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah. But until next time, is there anything you would like to tell people that listen to this or watch this to watch, to check out anything at all you would like them to know a little bit more about? Yeah. Okay. So this is easy. Uh, Motivational Growth uh, just got it's 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 re-release, right? It's got brand new art, which is I think one of the things that drew you to it. That art is fucking mm, chef's kiss. Mm -hmm. I did not do that art. I hired a really incredible artist who we're working on with, with a couple other things. He's incredible. Uh, the art is awesome. You can get it on Amazon Prime if you're a Prime member. It's free on Prime or you know within your membership on Prime. Prime. It's going to it's on Tubi. You can watch it on Tubi. Uh, it's going to a bunch of other digital platforms. Unfortunately, the way modern distribution works is we don't always know which ones is going to hit, and you know, they they get picky and they you know, have cycles and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know when or where, but you can always find out when and where you can get it at motivationalgrowth.com, uh, or you can uh, you can look at at motivationalgrowthmovie. I think that's an Instagram, or just look at them on Instagram. I'm not the social one. I I'm a nerd, but I, I'm like an old person nerd, so I don't I don't know about the socials. You can find yeah. uh, you can find motivational growth online. Uh, check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, give it a look. If you don't like it when you originally watch it. Give it a day. Come back and watch it again with a friend. Yeah. Uh, because I, I really think there's a story in there uh, that that I I, th I thought I was telling to, to a degree that was was good. I, I would I was hoping for 51 percent acceptance. Luckily, it's somewhere around 80 right now, so that's good. Uh, but I think that if uh, if you haven't seen it, check it out. If you've seen it, see it again. Watch it with a friend. See what they think. Uh, that's really cool. Uh, yeah, I think that that's really the only thing I can flog right now. It doesn't, I'm probably leaving out a million billion things. My producer's going to call me and my publicist is going to be like, you should have said this. this but really, watch Motivational Growth. Love it. It's great. It just came out again. Uh, we're pitching some other movies. Uh, so uh, maybe if you want to talk later, uh, we can talk about the actual pitch process because I'm actually in, for the first time, I, I've, I've elevated to a, like a beyond, you know, some guys I knew into a, like grandfathered into a studio thing. I've actually had to do the like sit in front of the cabal of famous people going, who the fuck is this Mohawk guy? Like I had that moment and that's a fun experience. So it's not a fun at all, uh, but we can, we can talk about that kind of stuff. But yeah, go check out motivational growth, motivational growth, motivational growth.com at motivational growth movie. I think is the Insta could be wrong though. Check out Twitter. It's there. It exists. It, it all yeah. looks the same. Um, you can find me on Twitter at skinny tie. I don't really tweet. Um, I don't really, I don't really social as so I apologize. I do have an Instagram, but it's mostly like me eating things or like yeah. taking my wife out for a birthday trip or something. So <laughs> I'm not, I'm not well. famous. Um, <laughs> if you want uh, in June, I know that uh, obviously this, this year's E3 is coming and uh, it comes every year. And uh, for the last five years, we've done a really cool thing with developer digital. Um, 
to celebrate E3 and, you know, kind of lampoon the games industry a little bit and do some fun stuff. Uh, if you guys like that, I know that this year is going to be way, way, way out there uh, compared to the other ones, which which have been progressively more and more way out there. Uh, yeah. Anything you expect? Cool. No, it's not that. So go check that out. I think that's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, I think that's that's about it. Thanks for letting me that's vlog cool. some stuff, though. Oh, oh yeah. my pleasure. We'll find as many uh, links to any social medias or anything. We'll put them yeah. in the show notes below. So if mm -hmm. anybody is listening or watching this, you can always check the show notes. Uh, mm -hmm. We'll have uh, Mr. Skinny Ties Instagram and all its food and <laughs> motivational growth. <laughs> Everybody can watch it as well. Uh, and uh, yeah, with, with an honest and genuine, mm -hmm. sincere thank you. Uh, your time is so valuable to us. We're trying to do the things that you do. So uh, your time, your experience, uh, just your words means so much to us. And I, and I really hope you can understand that. Don't um, stop trying. The only thing that will stop you is you. So just keep yeah. going. It, hey, we're going. Might, I, I made my, Scorsese made his first movie when he was 30. Mm -hmm. I made my first movie when I was 31 and I felt like it failed. Uh, I haven't made, I've, I've made a whole, I've made 108 projects since then. Uh, and I'm still working on my second movie, man. Like that's, yeah. just keep going, keep pushing. Yeah. Uh, I've, Brian Cranston didn't start making movies till his mid mid forties. Yeah, like you guys that's, got it. Let's hey, do it. That's, Just keep that's what we're trying. Yeah, dude. Honestly, mm -hmm. uh, so thank you really just a great great interview you're a great mm -hmm. dude and uh keep, keep doing anything you want to do because it's going to be great um but yeah so with that uh mr thacker thank you very much dylan do you, have any, me, guys. Do you have any words for our friends i can only reiterate thanking you for uh being here <laughs> yeah uh, otherwise i have nothing else i agree all right cool so until next time everybody uh, i have been zach he's been dylan he's i'm been still zach done Parker. the whole time i've been done i'll, I'll continue <laughs> to be me but you've been great have a great day. <laughs> Bye. Bye, everybody. fade in we're gonna fade out fade back into this yes transition fade fade back out into the show i know uh, we yes. love don facker bye it's, it's a great episode continue enjoy it Thank <laughs> you.